Hey, Kaden. Yes, Mommy? It's time for the She's About Business show. Yes. <laughs> you know, God knew who he was creating when he created me, and the same is true for you. We must persevere. Now, faith, to me, is the most vital part of our strengthening process. We must believe in the process. We must believe in our ability to complete the process. And we must believe in the one who orchestrates the process. I hate to break it to you, but we're all called to help and inspire someone. If you have children, guess what? They're watching you. If you have family members or friends, guess what? They're watching you. (laughs) And they are either going to be inspired to fail or succeed. Hey there, this is Diathea Garns, the Impact Coach, and you are listening to the She's About Business show where we are impacting lives and inspiring change. Let's get started with the show. Hey there, it's your host, Diathea Garns. First and foremost, giving honor to God, my Father, and Jesus Christ, my Savior. This is another very special episode of the She's About Business show. Y'all know that I believe that every episode of the show is divinely orchestrated and special in its own way, but the things that are happening just keep getting better and better. (laughs) Last week, we had our first guest. I hope you guys like that because I do have more of that to come, but this week, it's just little me again. All right, so I hope that's good enough as well. The plan is to have guests as often as the topics call for, so we'll see. I do plan to have a male guest on very soon, so I'm excited about that. All right, and we'll see how that goes, but the guest will be um, a very special one with a great perspective. We've had some great conversations about, you know, um, just some great conversations that I believe women and men need to talk about. So I know you guys will love him. Hopefully we'll be recording that episode very soon and the sponsor for this week's show is yours truly so visit diatheagarns.com that's d-i-a-t-h-e-g-a-r-n-e-s.com to find out more great things about me and the great services that i offer and some other things that i've been doing as well This is episode 22 of the She's About Business show, a.k.a. the Sab show. As always, thank you to all of my fabulous sisters and fabulous fellas for tuning in and for supporting the show on the various platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Podomatic, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, YouTube. And don't forget to give the show a shout out well actually just she's about business on instagram i will be sure to respond and shout you out as well be on the lookout for the updates on the new books that i have coming out with the she's about business book series i'm so excited about that and i'm telling you the inspiration just keeps coming and coming and coming so i'm just excited to see how many books god is gonna you know put in me to to pull out you know and just to see where he's going to take this thing. So I'm super excited. Um, We've been talking about various aspects of why women should support each other. And I absolutely plan to to continue that conversation. But I want to make sure that, you know, I do it with other voices being a part of the conversation. So 
we will be talking more about that topic um, with some, some guests coming up as well. Today's topic is one that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I've had several conversations about, so I know it's an important part of you know, us all getting to the point where we are able to live our very best lives. Everyone that I've talked to um, about this topic has struggled with it in some way. So our topic for today is five ways to move on after making a life-changing mistake. Hmm, yes. Not a life-changing decision, you know, but how do you move on after you have recognized that you have made a life-changing mistake? I remember coming to a point in my life where I realized that I was a very flawed human being. (laughs) I mean, you know, to be honest, I spent so much time as a child trying to always get it right, trying to be perfect because being perfect and being good meant that I stayed out of trouble. You know, I stayed out of the spotlight, I guess you would say. Um, It kind of taught me to just try to be in the background, just try to be good. Just keep to yourself, keep your head down. And that's something that also I've struggled with because of that. But, you know, I worked so hard to be a good girl, you know, as a kid and to be um, the one that didn't get in trouble and the one that was always just trying to do what was right. And that's not a bad thing. But I think, first of all, I put too much pressure on myself. And then the reason that I was doing it was honestly out of fear, I think. And I didn't want to be rejected. I didn't want to be abandoned and things like that. So my point is, is that I spent so much time doing that, that it was really a rude awakening (laughs) for me when I realized, you know, just how difficult it was to actually keep it up, to always be good and always get things right. You know, I think I went through a period where I was just like, you know what, just forget about it. Like, why even bother trying to be good? That was probably in my late teens, early 20s, (laughs) you know. And now for me, the result of that, that rebellious, you know, phase was probably still pretty lame (laughs) compared to what some other people were doing. My aunt and uncle, you know, they raised me you know, for the most part. And they they still tease me. They used to tease me all the time about, you know, how when I finally got out on my own, you know, which I did at a a pretty early age. My rebellious streak was like getting speeding tickets and having car accidents. And, you know, I I had so many of those. And, you know, that's kind of how I demonstrated my rebellion. I didn't, you know, go out and do awful things. Like I I knew some people who were doing some awful things. I didn't do those things. I just, you know, was speeding and like getting tickets and wrecking cars. And, you know, like I said, that was pretty lame compared to what I could have been doing. (laughs) But I think my rebellion was more in my thoughts. You know, it was just me thinking and questioning God on, you know, what was the whole reason for it all? Like, you know, If I'm a flawed person, if I'm flawed as a human, 
you know, and I'm destined to mess up anyway. Like, why even bother trying to be good? You know, why did I spend all those years trying to to get it right and trying to be this good person? And it sounds funny now, but I'm sure there are plenty of young people out there who are thinking the very same thing right now as I speak. They are feeling like that, like I can't get it right anyway. So why even bother? And I absolutely get it. Even though I'm not in that place anymore, I can still relate to them, which is why I love working with children, you know, so much. And I love just talking to my own sons to kind of get in their head and see, you know, where they are with stuff like that, you know, and there may be some not so young folks out there who are still struggling with that same thing and just not understanding it all. You know, they try to do right. They try to get it right and they just keep messing up. So it's like, what is the point? And I'm so very thankful that through the course of my years, I got a very real personal introduction to Jesus Christ and, you know, built a very personal, loving and strong and close relationship with Jesus Christ And I came to understand that because God understood the human condition and he knew how flawed his creation had become, we were not made to be flawed, but we became flawed through the course of living. Right. Just like we all do on a personal basis, we can see the same thing happened, you know, in creation with Adam and Eve. And, you know, he understood that he had to make a way to correct that. So he created a way through Jesus Christ so that we wouldn't have to carry the burden of our imperfections, our flaws and our mistakes all on our own. Because guess what? As human beings, we cannot carry that burden. We will break down, right? Sometimes though, even after you have an understanding of the need for Christ and the concept of our own humanness, it can still be very hard to move on after you've made a huge life-changing mistake. One thing about having a true relationship with Jesus Christ is that when it's real, you actually want to get things right from the right perspective and for the right reasons. You know, it's not like what I was doing as a child, I wanted to get it right for man, you know, so that man would love me and man would would care and man wouldn't reject me. Right. That's the wrong reason. But when you actually fall in love with Jesus and you really love him, you want to get it right because of him. You want to get it right because you understand what he sacrificed and what it means to Stand in that and say, you know what? I receive your sacrifice. So once I have received your sacrifice, then I, you know, I want to live up to that because I don't want your death to be in vain. And of course, we know his death would never be in vain because he, he, you know, like he said on the cross, it is finished. Right. What he did there covered all of our sins. But still. When we mess up. Right. And we love Jesus and we want to get it right. It still hurts and we still have to be 
able to move on? You know, what do you do when it's you who needs forgiveness? Like we have all the answers when somebody has done something to us. Right. And we have to be the one to give forgiveness. But what do you do when it's you who messed up and it's you who has to now seek forgiveness? What do you do when you got everything about a situation wrong and the implications, you know, are long lasting? There are many people out there who have come to realize, you know, that they made a mistake, you know, long after there's anything they can do about it. Some people pick the wrong people to commit themselves to, you know, in marriage or just in an obligatory commitment. You know, they realize now that they got it wrong. Some people, you know, maybe feel like they've had children with the wrong people or they feel like they've gone down the wrong career path, right? And they've been working in this field, in this business, in this career for years and years and years, sometimes spending their whole lives doing something that they now regret. What about when you made a decision that hurt other people, people who, you know, love you and are loyal to you and you realize that that decision was a mistake? You know, maybe you've made a mistake that has hurt you. You know, maybe you haven't lived a healthy lifestyle over the years and now you're suffering with sicknesses, you know, that you wish you could change. You wish that life had a redo or or a a do over button, right? (laughs) But it doesn't. So what do you do? And I want you to think about that for a moment. As we head into a quick break and when I come back, I'm going to be sharing with you five tips that have helped me in my own life, you know, to move on after making life changing mistakes and trust and believe me, this is not something in the past. Okay, (laughs) as long as we live, we will be making mistakes. Hopefully they won't always be life changing, but sometimes they are. And even when they're not life changing or long lasting, they can still be very hurtful and they can still hurt other people. So we're going to be talking about five tips that, you know, have helped me and can help you move on after you've made a life changing, a huge, a hurtful mistake. And I'll be right back. Hey, hey, it's Daithia Garns, the impact coach, Miss Fabulous herself. Thanks again for listening to the She's About Business show. I just wanted to do something very special with this week's break. You know, one of the common factors that we all may share after we've made a mistake is that we shed tears because we feel guilt or shame. You know, this made me think of a poem that I wrote years ago that is actually in my first book, Words from the Heart. And I wanted to just take a moment to read that poem to you, just to remind you that even in the midst of your tears, God is there in the midst of my tears. Sometimes life weighs me down and I lie awake at night and cry. Often the things that I seek seem out of reach and I wonder how I'll get by. But in the midst of my tears, Lord, I call your name and suddenly things don't seem the same. The burdens of life don't weigh as much 
and the things I seek don't seem so out of touch. When my friends let me down, I cried and wondered why, because I thought they would always care. But when I looked for them in my worst hour, I found no one there. Never had I felt so alone. But in the midst of my tears, Lord, I remembered that you were my friend and the loneliness was gone. When my family bond was weakening and it seemed harder to hold together each day, I struggled within myself, trying not to let it go astray. But in the midst of my tears, Lord, I thought of you and how you died for our sin. And I was reminded that some heartache is worth bearing. And I knew that my troubles would end. And now in the face of hard times, although I may cry, I still stand strong as I wait patiently on you, knowing that the hard times will soon pass me by. I know that I can trust in you to wipe away my fears. And I know that I can call on you, even in the midst of my tears. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get back to this episode. Welcome back, guys. So today we are talking about five ways to move on after making a life changing mistake. The bottom line is no matter how much we want to get things right in our lives, we are going to make mistakes and some of them can change the course of our lives and other people's lives as well. The good news is that you can move on and move past your mistakes. Our mistakes don't define who we are. You know, they're just examples of things that we did, choices that we made that maybe were not the best for us at that particular time. So how do we move on afterwards after we've realized, you know, our mistake, which we don't always do immediately? So how do you move forward? So number one is to take ownership. You know, I've heard some people say that There are no mistakes and everything we do is just another step toward our destiny and blah, blah, blah. You know, (laughs) I disagree with that to a certain extent. I think that there are mistakes and these things can actually take us off course and lead us away from our destinies. I think that the blessing is in the fact that God is so merciful that he will allow us the grace to get back on track even in the midst of being off track. But an important part of being able to step into that mercy and that grace is to take ownership of the choices that we've made. Don't blame anyone else. Don't blame the system. Don't blame the man. Don't blame the other parties involved. Don't blame the devil, okay? (laughs) Even though many things, you know, have played a part in the situation, Usually other people, other parties, you know, certain systems and even the devil. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of those things do play a part. But in order to recover, you have to be willing to take ownership by focusing on your part and your choice and leaving the system, the man, the other people and even the devil to God. Okay, (laughs) the way that I do this is through repentance and prayer, right? First things first, admit your mistakes to God. Repentance means that you actually regret what you've done. You know, you understand why it was wrong and you don't want to do it again. You have every intention of not 
doing it again. Some people, they go to God and they ask for forgiveness for the thing that they did, but they know they're going to do it again, right? They ask for forgiveness today, but they know that tomorrow they're going to go back and do that again. That's not repentance, okay? Repentance, however you say it, but that's asking for forgiveness for something that you've done, and that's still good, but repentance means that you actually have a heart and a desire to not do that thing and intent to not do that thing, okay? So number one is take ownership, and the way that I take ownership The first step is that I actually, you know, ask God to forgive me. And I do that through repentance and prayer. Okay. Number two, um, the second part, I think, to that uh, is to try to make things right with any other people who were affected. So number two is just apologize, you know, or explain why you made your choice. And this can be very hard to do sometimes because you have to understand that the other person may not be ready or willing to forgive you. Also, you may not be in a position where you can actually speak to that person, right? In this case, you can send an email, a letter, even a text message. They may never read it, but the important thing is that you send it. I think that it's often so hard to say I'm sorry because we don't really want to see ourselves the way that we were when we made the mistake. You know, it's hard to accept that we are so flawed sometimes. Other times we just need to save face in that moment. Right. And we're just so darn proud that we want to save face and we just don't want to admit that we were wrong, even though we clearly see it. And we need to remember that pride is one of the things that God hates. You know, There are several scriptures that talk about this. The one that comes to mind for me right now is Proverbs 16, 5, which says the Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. Wow. And, you know, the world is always telling us to be proud of this or that. But we have to be very careful not to go too far with pride. Never be too proud to say when you're wrong. Never be too proud to say, I'm sorry. You know, sorry um, doesn't mean that you're saying you're not as good as the other person. You know, by you saying sorry, it doesn't mean that you're beneath that person. It's just saying that some choice that you made affected them in an unpleasant way and you recognize it and you have regret for it. That's it. That's it. It's not hard. Just say sorry. Number three is gain wisdom. Remember that after every mistake, your journey continues. If you stay stuck in that one mistake, your journey stops, right? Even if you're still alive, you can stop moving forward. Being alive doesn't mean that you're still, you know, actually taking part in your journey. You know, some people pause and they stay stagnant for years and years and years because they became stuck in some place, in some some situation. And a lot of times when you go back and you look at it, it's because they feel like they got something wrong. They made a mistake. It caused pain. It hurt someone. It hurt them. And they cannot forgive themselves. They cannot continue on their journey because they stay stuck. Your ability to use your mistake as fuel 
to add to the wisdom that you've accumulated over the years will determine whether or not it enriches your life or depletes from your life. Right. I think of people who go to jail and they're able to use their time to educate themselves. I'm not talking about those people who just talk about it or get jailhouse religion and promise to never do it again and then turn right around and go back to the same behavior as soon as they get out and they just go right back in. Not talking about them. I'm talking about those people who learn about entrepreneurship, you know, while they're in jail or they really take the time to get clear about themselves and their choices. And some people actually do take the time to get a closer relationship with God because they actually invest their time in that relationship. It's no way that you can honestly and truly with your heart, with a sincere heart, invest time. I don't care if you're in jail. I don't care where you are. If you actually invest time in a relationship with God, it's going to change your life. It is going to absolutely change your life. I think that some people can fake it, though, and they fake it just in that moment so that they can survive and, you know, maybe fit in or whatever, make themselves look good. I don't really know the reason. But if you are really sincere, spending time and trying to invest in a relationship with God is going to change your life. So these people have been able to take a bad situation. Right. And they've been able to use it. They've been able to use their mistakes as an opportunity to gain more wisdom. And that's just one example of how people do that. Honestly, we can do that simply, you know, by deciding to actually pay attention to the lesson and making a decision to apply that lesson to our lives. I can remember making mistakes in the past. And now that I can look back on it, it was just like I actually ignored the lesson in it. In some way, it was like I was thinking, you know, this is just life. Things happen. You know, this just happened to me. It's just happenstance. It's just life. Case sera, you know, or actually just started to blame somebody else, you know, instead of taking ownership. Right. And taking ownership also allows us to step into that wisdom. So, you know, these tips definitely all work together. When you begin to take ownership, you begin to reflect on your part. And when you sit down and you actually look at the lesson, you look at what you did, you look at the outcome, you're developing wisdom, you know, and with that wisdom, not only can you prevent yourself from making the same mistakes, but you can then use that wisdom to also help other people. That's why wisdom is so important. Number four is get clear. Think about where you want to go next. What can you do to move forward? So, okay, you've taken ownership. You apologize to anyone you needed to apologize to and you've gained wisdom. Now what? Right. What are you going to do with that wisdom? Maybe in your situation, your mistake created ongoing repercussions. Right. Maybe you're in a relationship that you can't get out of. Or you've linked yourself to something and now you have to walk the situation out. So basically, you have to go on with your life in the midst of your mistake. You can still ask yourself, where do I want to go from here? 
Where should I place my feet next on this path as I continue? What goals can I set, you know, to get to where I want to be, even if I'm not fully out of my mistake or even if I'm still dealing with the consequences of my mistake, I can still begin to plan a way out of it. And the way to do that is to get clear on what I want to do next, you know, get clear on the fact that I want to move forward, being clear and making a decision about what you want to do next, where you want to go, where do you want to be a year from now? That allows you to set strategic goals. And I'm telling you, anything in life that you want to accomplish, it's going to be very difficult to do that without setting goals, even moving forward after a mistake. Number five, step by step. So again, it goes back to number four. Like I said, all of these things work together. It's all about taking steps now toward each goal, right? Once you actually set the goal, you can set a goal and you can write it down. You can put it on your vision board. But if you don't actually take steps toward it, right, then it's just something that you said. It's just like a resolution, right? But during the time that you're beginning to take steps and you're setting these goals and you're starting to take action, also continue to reflect on what happened, right? Keep that in your mind, but not in a way where you're beating yourself up about it. You know, you have to let go of the guilt that you still have and actually just, you know, still take the time to enjoy the process that you're going through as you move forward, realizing and this is really difficult to do. I know I've struggled with it because I'm one who is very hard on myself and I beat myself up about my mistakes a lot. But what I'm learning to do now as I'm on this journey of living my best life is to you know, in the midst of me trying to move on, I've been able to put the mistake, you know, to the side, I guess you can say, and focus on my goals and the steps that I'm trying to take moving forward. And I don't think I'm really like setting the mistake to the side. I think what I'm doing is I'm actually putting the mistake in God's hands. You know, I've gone through my process. I've taken ownership. I've forgiven you know, I've, you know, gotten wisdom. I'm clear about where I want to go. And now I'm actually taking steps to get there. So I'm still reflecting on what happened. But what I think will make it easier to understand, it's like you take the mistake. You've given it to God when you've done the other steps because you've asked him for forgiveness. So you're allowing him to kind of hold that for you as you're moving forward. And you're setting goals to move to move on and to get to where you want to go next. And as you begin to look back at the mistake, each time you look back at it, it's not as bad. You know, it doesn't feel so bad. It doesn't hurt as much. Right. And before you know it, you're enjoying life again. You're moving forward step by step, goal by goal, move forward and commit yourself to getting to the place that you want to be. Your mistakes are definitely a part of your journey. But your ability to, you know, do everything that I've talked about, take ownership, ask for forgiveness, which also, by the way, includes forgiving yourself. Your ability to gain wisdom and to get clear will determine whether or not 
you're actually able to totally move forward and recover from your mistakes. But remember, even after you made the mistake, you know, you made the mistake. It could have been in one instant you decided to make that mistake. But if you look back on it, honestly, you know, it was probably steps that got you to that place where you made that mistake, you know. So the way you got there was step by step. Honestly, even if you decided to do something, if you look back on your day, the day that the mistake happened or the day you made that decision, it was something that kind of led up to that choices that you made. So my point is that, you know, you can't expect to get to your goals and get to where you want to be in an instant. It takes time and it takes steps and it takes you rebuilding and recovering and healing. Right. So don't beat yourself up about your process. If it takes longer than you thought or any of that thing, any of that stuff, don't beat yourself up constantly about what you did. You have to be willing to move forward step by step. Okay. All right, guys, that was number five. So that is the end of the show this week. Fabulous ones. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Life is a journey and our mistakes are part of that journey, just as our successes and achievements are. The key is to be a better person after our mistakes. And regardless of what mistakes we've made, you know, we can choose to get the most positive end result from those mistakes. It's a choice, you know, and sometimes our choices are difficult. They are hindered or restricted by the mistake and the outcome of the mistake, but we still have choices. We still have choices that we can make that can help us to move forward after we've made a mistake. And I just want to encourage you today to begin to seek more understanding about anything that you have been burdened with, that you consider in your life to be a mistake so that you can actually use those things as fuel to move forward and to improve your life and to create the life that you want to have your very best life, the very best life that's possible for you. Okay. Thanks so much again for all the support. And don't forget that it's so very important to me and to the show that you leave a rating or review on the platform of your choice. I appreciate those of you who have taken the time to do so, so far. So if you're listening on iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, Podbean, Podomatic, or any of the other platforms, please review and share the show. If you're listening on YouTube, on the She's About Business channel, please subscribe, share, and like. And don't forget that I have amazing content on Binge Networks that you can't find anywhere else. So check it out and sign up there. If you're an Instagram user, I love Instagram, please make a comment with the mention of She's About Business and let me know your thoughts on the show. All right, guys, until next time, let's work at being about the business of living our very best lives by moving forward past our mistakes using wisdom. And remember that we are on this journey together. I love you guys. The She's About Business show is directed and hosted by Daithia Garns, 
digital editing by Will Rice at Pro Voice Gas Studios, and copyright by She's About Business, Inc. Thanks so much for listening to the She's About Business show. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Also, if you think I'm doing a great job or you enjoy an episode, leave a review, rating, or comment. I love to hear from you. And don't forget to visit She'sAboutBusiness.com for amazing blog articles, events, and services. Love you guys. Let's be about business.